This is Beetle, and you're listening to the Night Party Podcast. I hope you enjoy it, because I don't. Right. Welcome to another edition of the Night Party Podcast, where we leave it all on the cutting room floor. And with me today, yes, he's back, Antonius Montana, everybody. Oh, what's up, dude? Not much, man. Uh, just hanging out. A lot of stuff is transpired. I know I've had some time off, so um, if you're listening to the show, it's not like he's been gone or anything. It's just uh, we took a little 10-day separation. And uh, I had a lot of uh, free time to get a lot of stuff done. But no, he ain't going anywhere. Not on my watch. So, uh, Antonius, uh, let me get some plugs out of the way. And then we'll start uh, we'll start bullshitting a little bit, all right? Let's do it. So, as you know, my thousand-year war with YouTube continues. So, if you are an iTunes member, um, the only way you're really going to be able to get this, or at least all the episodes, is at our Patreon, patreon.com slash knifepartypod. For only $1, you can get all these episodes ad-free, except for my live reads, but they're funnies, right? So, uh, But also, too, I, I never promote this, and I, I think this is a good opportunity to. Knifepartypod.podbean.com is our not only our app, and it's ad-free, uh, but also you could just go to the website, and uh, I have a nice little layout I set up there recently. So you can get all that there, um, because Apple will not carry us um, in its political it's it's bullshit but uh anyway uh so we're also sponsored by caps and cork member if you live in napa and you're sick of wine and you live in vallejo and you're just sick of vallejo uh go to caps and cork it's at 21 rancho square in american canyon right on the border there and remember if you buy nine you get the 10th free and i'm talking micro brews baby i'm talking not about bud light i'm talking about stuff you can't find anywhere else and uh also not sponsored by, but check out the movie Caviar. I just did a uh, whole episode on them, and it's an independent film. It's only $2 to rent on Amazon.com. You cannot go wrong, even if it's $2. It's, I mean, dude, think about it. How, I just saw Evil Dead at a matinee. It was $11, man. That's a lot of money for a matinee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Um, let's see. What else? Oh, by the time you are listening to this, we have hit episode, uh, or sorry, we have hit 1,000 downloads. So, um, Antonius, yeah, you've been with me from the thick and thin. I think you came in month one, I believe. Uh, just or- at the tail end of month one, maybe month two, something like that. No, I think it was before month two. Okay. I, I, th- I think you came in uh, like early mid December, right? Right, right. So yeah, you've been with us for uh, uh, for a while now, and uh, because we hit a thousand, and you helped me got there, I would like you to pledge allegiance with me and celebrate <laughs> that we actually made it. A lot of people think we wouldn't be doing two episodes a week or more for this long. Oh, speaking of two episodes a week or more. Uh, on the Patreon, I just set it up for, I found a bunch of old archives of Slime Rec Radio, and this is from 2018 when I even have Antonia's first appearance on Slime Rec Radio. I'm yeah. going to be, I'm going to be airing those every two weeks on our $5 Patreon or more. And, uh, uh, it, it, it's totally worth it. I have to put it behind a paywall 
Not because we say a lot of bad things or nothing necessarily, but just it's some juicy content. Um, it's the difference between Skinamax and Playboy, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't want any future employers to uh, Google me and go, hey, you know, what the fuck is this, dude? Uh, so anyway, for our thousandth download, place your hand over your heart and mm-hmm. let's pledge allegiance, okay? Raise your right hand and repeat after me. We are drive-in mutants. We are not like other people. We are sick. We are disgusting. I agree with all this so far. (laughs) If life had a vomit meter, we'd be off the scale. We believe in blood, (laughs) in breasts, and in beasts. Believe in Kung Fu City. As long as one drive-in remains on the planet Earth, we will party like jungle animals. We will boogie till we puke. Heads will roll. The drive-in will never die. Amen. <laughs> I uh, I felt the need to uh, you know. We needed to commemorate it somehow, some way, right? <laughs> right. So uh, you picked out this movie, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, really? When you brought it up, I'm like, really? But then, and I've never seen this movie. I just remember the paranoia, paranoia, everybody's coming oh, to get yeah, me. Yeah. And I remember, you know what? I, it's I, a great song. I, I was just about to say, I fucking <laughs> love that song. <laughs> I would play it, but even with my segue warning about the craft and even though those are covers and a parody law and such that actually made it to youtube but it says partially banned oh not like banned or copyright it said partially interesting so, so i don't know exactly what that means but either way we're just gonna try to stay away from using hit popular songs from the 90s <laughs> and dude that that flagpole sch- schemata or sigma or whatever it was called. What? Yeah, that song. That the na 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 na. Oh, I, okay. Yeah, um, that sold this movie. Did it really? I think so. I mean, I wanted to fuck, and also to the the cool part of the preview where he like rips off the the paper cutter. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was awesome. So um, we're gonna get in that, but go ahead and tell what we're watching. Uh, so we are watching the faculty. Which was uh, late 90s uh, horror 98. movie. 98. Yeah, it actually came out Christmas of 98. I just, yes. Yeah. So technically this is a Christmas movie, even though it totally takes place in like uh, September or some right. shit. Um, so uh, it, it's, anyway, um, what, what do you got on this? I got some stuff too, but uh, so norm- from now on, it's kind of like this new thing where we uh, we spend two weeks apart, and then he picks a movie, I pick a movie, and it's kind of our responsibilities to get some facts. But I still do my due diligence to see if I could dig up anything he missed. So so what do you got? Uh, yeah yeah. So it came out Christmas Day. Uh, it originally had a budget of like fifteen million mm. on there. That's it, what I got. It did like twenty or uh, twelve million opening weekend, which I think is surprising for like a horror movie. Uh, Interesting. On Christmas. 
I uh, got forty million. So its total worldwide was sixty-five million. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So I just got the happy medium, I guess. Right, right. So I mean, not bad for like. A $15 million budget, but not like the greatest. Let's go back to our Mean Girls math. <laughs> mean Girls made $83 million on a budget of $80 million. So this movie crushed it because it did what? That's times three and a half, times four, some shit like right, that. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, times five. Uh, so a lot better than it was ranked up to be. Yeah, exactly. And you could see every dollar went the way that it should have been. This movie does not look like a $15 million movie at all. No, it definitely feels like it was a higher budget for sure. Yeah, most definitely. Okay, so uh, what else you got? Um, Yeah, so, I mean, as far as, like, ranking goes, percentage, what what would you give it? Because it did not honestly do great on Rotten Tomatoes. RT gave it a 79, but the audience gave it a 55. Right. And originally RT actually had it at 55 as yeah. well. And I think it's because um they they do uh uh a uh, recent if you were are if you were certified as a real ranker even today, you could rank a movie and and start bumping it up. So, uh, oh, okay. So, yeah, but uh, a re- fifty-five audience score. Yeah, I know, right? Like, what the fuck, dude? Uh, you know what you're getting into. It's a teen movie with monsters. Yeah, like I don't understand what you're expecting here. You I'm, know? Yeah, I'm not expecting this to be like aliens or or the abyss or something like that. Exactly. Like, it's funny you brought up the abyss. <laughs> Uh, I mean, most notably though, it had an amazing like rock star cast. It does for this movie. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, there's like Josh Hartnett. But you got to remember these Wood, were this is like, like their first few movies. Like they these guys weren't like household names yet. True. Like Josh Hartnett, I think was just in uh, She's All That before this, and I think that's that was Hartnett, right? No. That oh, was, that was Freddie Prince. Yeah, yeah, that was Freddie Prince. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there was like Elijah Wood, Usher. This was Usher's first movie. Did you know that there? he actually replaced Stan on the cover of the poster? Oh, really? Yeah, because he he came out with his uh, first album. You know the one where he's looking up and it's all a black background, and yeah. it was all over like TRL because it was at the time where I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember this, but MTV stopped playing videos around ninety six, ninety seven. No, probably like 96. And then they just had TRL Live. And then they just kind of play snippets of movies. And then they had a bunch of like reality shows and shit like, or mm-hmm. snippets of uh, music videos, rather. Right, right. Unless it was like something like Puff Daddy uh, doing candy with Mariah Carey. Then they'd play the whole thing, but they never really played it. And then Usher's album like broke and they actually did play like start to finish Usher, uh, um, you know, songs by, by Usher. And he was. Skyrocketing, yeah, and this was his first movie. I do have that written down, but they put him on the poster, but he didn't even have a main role, and he's not really even a part of the main crew. No, no, not at all. Like he is definitely a side character mm-hmm. in this movie. Uh, so that's interesting that they decided to use him for the poster. Oh yeah, I, we kind of glossed over this. What would you give this on the Evergreen Tomato scale? Uh, honestly, I would probably give it like a seventy-five. Really? On there, yeah. I was surprisingly, and when you, like I said, when you first brought up this movie, I'm like, really? Dude, I'm giving this? Like, I kind of wish I would have bought it and not rented it. <laughs> I'm giving this an 82. Oh, wow. 
Okay. I really enjoyed this fucking movie. Yeah. I really did, because I think the reason why I liked it so much is I wasn't, I was expecting, like, Scream Part 3. You know, like, like. Oh, okay. You know, I wasn't, and and, uh, I wasn't expecting a, because this came out around the, actually, this came out right after Scream, uh, like a year later, and. I was and and then a bunch a glut of movies came out like I know what you did last summer there were so many like horror teen movies that came out this revitalized the teen horror genre right right and e- even uh, Freddy vs Jason I love that movie um, <laughs> it 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 put money back in the pockets of movie theaters with a an agenda to make a really good teen horror movie that we haven't seen since the slasher eighties. And so I was expecting, like, dude, this late 90s is probably going to be some fucking <laughs> dumb shit, right? No, I really, really like this movie. Like, more than I, I thought I was going to like it. A lot more than I thought I was going to like it. So I'm giving it 82 because it was a pleasant fucking surprise. It was like when you put in a pot pie and you like, ah, you know, it's $2 or whatever and it's a banquet. And then you're like... <laughs> Shit, dude, I really haven't had a pot pie in a while. This is good. <laughs> so uh, this is a pot pie movie. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, it's the only simile I can come up with, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, uh, so speaking of all-star cast, uh, who mm-hmm. else is it? I know there's, okay, um, you forgot about B.B. Newworth. B.B. Newworth. No, I hadn't gotten to her yet. Oh, my but, bad. Keep going. Uh, no, yeah, B.B. Newworth, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, keep going. And uh, she was in uh, Frasier as well as oh, his ex-wife. Yeah. She was hot as shit, too. <laughs> I still, and did, she was a nude model and did a lot of Broadway. What? Yeah. That, okay. Yeah, and um, I remember when the internet, what, I had a crush on her when, because uh, I, when I was like 17, uh, 18 and 19, for whatever reason on Nick at Night, I don't know if you, you remember Nick at Night, Yeah, right? of course. Yeah, so uh, they they would air like two episodes of Cheers or three at around 11. Okay. And um, I remember always watching it at my friend Josh's house. And we saw episode one all the way to the finale. And every time she'd walk in the room, dude, we'd look at each <laughs> other and go, would. Because, I mean, she was like a 35-year-old goth chick. I mean. Right. Yeah. Definitely all about that, for sure. She has like the uh, kind of Betty Page. Betty Page meets Elaine. Movie. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the only way I could describe it. Damn. So yeah. who, who else we got? Uh, dude. So, I mean, we got like uh, Famke Jensen mm-hmm. is in this one. Uh, John Stewart. John Stewart's in, in this, this fucking one. film. Yeah, and he's he has a pretty good role in it as well. I really liked his character so much, especially during his heel turn. You're like, John Stewart's got chops, right? I know. I like, who would have known? I know. I didn't. I didn't see it coming either. Um, another good one is Robert Patrick. Thank you. Who played T one thousand? And he is as equally as terrifying in this movie. Well, and they did a little play on that too. Um, so John Stewart's character's name is actually Professor Edward Furlong. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I have that written down, dude. That was, that is such a good, uh, and it's because of the direction and we'll get to that in a minute. All right. Who else we got? Do, um, 
there's like Danny Masterson is in this. He was on that '70s show and The Ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a cool dude. Yes. Uh, there's uh, Selma Hayek plays the school nurse in this movie. And this was right off the heels of uh, uh, Dust Till Dawn. Dust Till Dawn, right. More on that in a second. Yeah. yeah, more on that in a second. And uh, uh, yeah, uh, fuck. Um, who was the other teacher, the f- really hot teacher? The one that looks all mousy in the beginning with the glasses? That's Famke Jensen. Oh, okay, Ms. okay, Bert. okay. My yeah, bad, my yeah. bad. Um, so let's talk about who, oh, and also uh, uh, let's talk about who wasn't in this movie, but was originally cast. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So um, the outsider girl, the blonde, mm-hmm. uh, do you know her name? Because I've never seen her in a movie. I've probably seen her in a movie since, but not in a lead role. I didn't write it down, Yeah, so I, I was the same way, where I really didn't know... I was trying to place her, and I know I've seen her in a movie I, or, or shows. I think maybe she was in, like, Dawson, or she was in... Uh, uh, like Buffy or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. She was in those kind of roles, and uh, but she was never in like a lead lead role. And here she kind of is, and but uh, she was originally going to be played by Sarah Michelle Geller. Oh, yeah. Okay. She was going to play Mary Beth, and then also Jillian Anderson. Oh, was going to play Principal Drake from oh, from okay. uh, uh, X Files. Right, right. I don't know. I think BB was definitely a, a better option with that one. Oh yeah, most de- well. I mean, they're both hot as shit, but um, <laughs> BB is more stoic and robotic. That I right. think it worked. In fact, well, as is Jason Patrick. So yeah. <laughs> uh, now the cat uh, also too. Uh, Veruca Ball. What, what's her name? Uh, the craft girl. Uh, why is she Veruca Balk? Yes, thank you. Oh, did you know that we? Must have tapped into like the great magnet, as I say. When we released the craft episode, that mm-hmm. came out on her birthday. Oh, that's we didn't dope. even do that on purpose. Yeah, is that weird? That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is. Go us. Okay. Yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, we <laughs> plan to do that. <laughs> uh, she was supposed to play um, the uh, uh, goth chick in this movie, and oh yeah, yeah, I think, okay. And I think she said no to it because. She was doing something else. I, I don't want to say it was almost famous, but I want to say it was almost famous. Um, but she was doing another no, almost famous came out like the next year, I think. But she didn't want to be tight cast. Right. So she said no to it. Plus, how could you top her character in the craft is perfect, right? Yeah, you know? exactly. And you don't want to be that go- oh, you're the strange kid in high school for like the rest of your career. <laughs> you know, I mean, the only person that there's only a few people that got out of that tight cast situation, like for instance, um, fucking Keanu Reeves. We were just Keanu talking Reeves. about, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, about uh, John, uh, Wick, John yeah. Wick and everything else and like how of a, much of a sex symbol and like a uh, actor he is now and everything else. But for the longest time, including Dracula, everyone's like, hey, dude, it's me. Yeah. You know? Uh, did you know? No. That every character in casting was chosen to replace one of the characters from The Breakfast Club. What? Okay. Think about that it. You got your, sense. You got your jock. Yep. Okay. You got your kind of like stoner uh, bully guy who's yep. smarter than you think he is. You got your weird girl. Okay. You got your cheerleader. Yep. And then you kind of just have the odd in-between one, except for Mary Beth, mm-hmm. who is the... Uh, so every character in this movie is purposefully 
uh, the main characters rather are purposely based off of uh um oh and then you have your nerd yeah purposely based off of uh, uh the breakfast club okay which is pretty interesting isn't it like i see that excuse me but i also um there's like a reddit like thread a, on this too a dual personality because mm-hmm. you have like the cheerleader but she's also like the smart like journalist yeah you know i mean they see even say in the beginning she's a cheerleader and then they just kind of dump that subplot because you never even seen her cheerleader outfit at all like she doesn't go to the football games or anything because like... i wrote down in, in when i was taking notes head cheerleader because she's dating the jock and i just right. assumed and then they don't touch upon it again, except for when he's about to leave and she goes, the Ted cheerleader can't be dating a guy, a bonehead trying to get... Anyway, we'll get to that. <laughs> so I thought that was very interesting. Uh, let's see. Uh, this was actually written in 1990. Yeah. And it had to be kind of rewritten a couple of times as well. So it was called The Feelers originally. Oh, I was just going to say that one. Ah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, t- I'm no, stealing no, your thunder. It's good. It's stealing good. your thunder. <laughs> Uh, did you know that Femke has never actually watched the movie? Hmm? She's never seen the movie. You know, uh, I don't know if it's, it's either Brad Pitt said like the only movie he's ever seen of his own was, um, Fight Club because he was forced to do the commentary, the DVD commentary. Oh, okay. So it's not just him. There's a lot of actors that- That's what I've heard about, uh, Johnny Depp. Yes. Well, he he will not watch his one movies. of his movies. Yeah, and I mean to be honest with you, dude, I only listen to our podcast after we do it to make sure that everything kind of recorded correctly, mm-hmm. and then that's about it. Like unless I'm going through old, old, old episodes, but I I kind of hate listing myself because it makes me go oh that kind of sucks i should take it down <laughs> but I mean with a thousand downloads I, who can go wrong yeah um. So the uh, the football team that they used in the movie mm-hmm. was an actual high school football team. Uh, and so this movie was filmed in Texas. It takes place in Ohio, but it's in Texas. Got that. Uh, so it was an actual Texas high school football team. And the people God in the stands Texas. were basically the townspeople. That's amazing. that high school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you uh, this movie was written uh, in 1990. And it sat on the shelf for a long time. And I don't know if it was because of location uh, uh, filming, Mm -hmm. but Miramax bought it and it just kind of sat in the shelf, right? Right. And then Scream came out. And when Scream came out, they're like, oh, this is going to revitalize, you know, what we were talking about earlier. Right, right. And then they're like, we need to find a director to do this. Now, Miramax, as you know, uh, came out with Desperado, what, 1994? I believe that sounds about right. 92, late ninety three, yeah, like ninety three, ninety four, something like that. And then uh, uh, "Dust Till Dawn" came out, right? And I did not know Robert Rodriguez directed this film. Yeah, I totally forget about that myself. And I think that's why I liked it so much because there's a lot of practical effects. There's obviously there there's some things that are too big. Not to, you know. Right, right, right. But for the most part, all the effects are great. There's like two effects that I'm like, oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Miramax obviously tied to Rodriguez and uh, Tarantino and mm-hmm, and uh, mm-hmm. um, the clerk's guy. I fucking forgot his name. What? Oh, uh, Kevin Smith. Thank you. Um, 
And they kind of were, <laughs> and I'm not saying anything about the owner, but they were kind of incestual where they'd use kind of the same actors a lot, use the same directors a lot. Right. And, uh, you know, so hence why there's a bunch of people in here that Rodriguez worked with in the past, but also too, like the Edward Furlong thing, mm -hmm. Robert Rodriguez is a film nut. Yeah. Just like we are, just like Tarantino is. And there's a lot of inside jokes in this movie. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, so... Anyway, uh, anything else before we listen to the trailer? Uh, well, actually, one of those inside jokes uh, was when uh, Robert Patrick, the coach, mm -hmm. is talking with Elijah Wood's character uh, about running. Running! And Elijah yeah! Wood is like, oh, you should only run, run if someone's chased. chased. And coach is like, yeah, I like that. And he goes, there might be a spot on my team for you, son. And he gives him like that kind of up jaw thing, like, you, you, like, uh, oh, there, there's just so <laughs> much T-1000 nod to Right, this. right. Who, by the way, is still one of the best villains of all time. Oh, 100%. He's in my top 10. In fact, you know, I, um, after watching uh, the next movie we're going to cover, I think we need to do uh, part two of the top 10 villains of all time, but it'll be 11 through 20. And yeah, okay. Now, we already covered him. But we haven't covered him in this movie. <laughs> so he might be on it. I mean, I, I was really surprised when you picked this, but I was really happy you picked it just because all these little nuggets. If you were to just show this to somebody and they didn't know a lot about horror movies, they'd go, yeah, it was pretty good. But if you really like horror movies, they're like, oh, I see what you did there, right, movie. Right. I see what you did, you son of a bitch. You know, that kind of thing. All right, so should we uh, play the trailer and Let's fuck this bit? Let's yeah. do it. All right, so uh, here it goes. From Kevin Williamson, the writer of Scream and Scream 2. From Robert Rodriguez, the director of From Dust Till Dawn, comes a new science fiction thriller. No more pencils, no more books. No more teachers, dirty looks. The students at Harrington High have always suspected their teachers were from another planet. Is this going to be on the test? This is the test. This time, they're right. Now, these six students won't just question authority. They'll have to destroy it. Critics are calling it hip and scary. A thrilling ride from beginning to end. It's the faculty. Please report to the principal's office. We also failed to mention that this whole soundtrack, just like The Craft, is covers of songs that are related to school, whereas Craft, it's all kind of related to, you know, uh, stuff that kind of was counterculture right like you have uh you know all in all we're just another dick with no balls you know by the stink floyd um <laughs> uh they have that you have schools out you have, there's a couple of songs in here or like m the majority of the soundtrack they even did music videos with robert patrick oh wow okay. which i mean they didn't air because remember previously said mtv like stopped caring yeah at a certain point so um let's go ahead and uh get this going Oh, by the way, the soundtrack in this is fucking amazing. Not the soundtrack with the music. I mean, like, the uh, the score Yeah, is fabulous. And I found a really good copy of it. Throw it in the background. Here we go. So we're at um, football pack practice, right? 
and they we don't know the coach's name, so I just wrote C one thousand. I thought it was appropriate, right? And he's like all pissed off, you know. He's like, "Fuckers, we're we're gonna play," and they have like a rival team. Yeah, and it's like the only team that they have a problem with, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's he's really frustrated. He's like flipping over the the bench with a Gatorade on it and everything else. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, there's a, a silhouette that uh, you know he goes, "Get off my field and come back tomorrow and actually care like you mean it." And then when he does that, we see a shadow kind of looming over him, and he goes. This better be fucking important. And this guy curses like a sailor. Oh, yeah. Which I like to see that in today's society. <laughs> I think that's why our generation is just better than every, well, all the, because nowadays, uh, apparently there's like cards you can hold up, which means you're being too aggressive to the coach. What? Yeah. Same thing with boot camp. That's weird. It sucks. I don't believe that at all. Uh, I mean, it's probably true, but I just, I don't want to believe it. You don't want to believe it. I know. I know. Uh, You know what? Stranger than fiction and sadder than reality. (laughs) Whoa. I just write that shit down. (laughs) God, man. Some of the shit that comes out of my- recorded it. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Some of the shit that comes out of my mouth is brilliant and will get people fired. (laughs) Return of the Jedi episode. Anyway, so, uh, (laughs) anyway- uh, now we see like a faculty meeting and, um, you know, they're going around and it's like, oh, sorry, uh, we can't afford new computers. Oh, sorry, we can't afford a new science lab. Sorry, we can't. And then someone pipes up and they're like, but the football team is getting everything. And then, yeah. and this is the principal. She goes, yes, they're going to get new pads and new uniforms and new helmets and new jock straps because. It's the whoa! <laughs> it's the only thing that keeps the school afloat is the football team. Right, when they play, right. the whole town comes out, and that's all, all our income. Because apparently the school isn't funded very much, but whenever they throw a football game, that's where they get all their funding from. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. Like Midwest town, like mm-hmm. it's all about football for sure. Yeah, and all their scholarships come from the football as well. Right, right. So. You have to be like a very, very active nerd in order to even have a shot at anything, right? Mm-hmm. So all the able-bodied students want on this football team, except for a couple, and we're going to touch on them in a second. <laughs> uh, so yes, anyway, it's getting late after this meeting, and uh, BB Newworth's character—we don't know her name yet, right? right. So uh, she's, you know, locking up and everything else, and you know, she forgets her keys, and she's like, "Shit! Well, you know, I'm going to go back inside, right?" And then all of a sudden, Coach Williams, the C-1000. Should I just call him C-1000? C-1000. Okay, cool, go. cool. So the C-1000 surprises her, right? And then he's, uh, she's like, you know, in her office, the principal's office, and she's going through her drawers, and, and she's like, you scared me. You know, like, what the hell? And he goes, uh, you know, what are you doing here still? And he's like, oh, I needed a pencil. And then, <laughs> you know, he's, okay. You know, but yeah, the, it's kind of weird. Very you know? rapey vibe. Oh, 100%, dude. You know, and she's kind of, you know, like, what is the meaning of this kind of thing? Right, right. And he goes, I just really need a pencil. And so finally, she is, you know, okay, whatever. Here's your fucking pencil. Get the fuck out. And then he grabs her hand and stabs her through it. Oh. And it's right then, I was like, okay. All right, movie. I'm yeah. I'm interested. Now, remember, I came in this movie going, oh, this is going to be just another teen movie. Da, da, da. And when that happened, I'm like, all right. I like I like that we're already in the midst of it. Like when the advertisement said, this is a thrill ride, it really is. This right. movie does not take a break. 
Yeah, once it gets going, it just keeps going. And it starts going right away. Yeah. I mean, it is like a... We're like five minutes in, and here we go. Exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, her name is... Okay, uh, anyway, he surprises her. He stabs through the hand through a pencil, right? And this is Miss Drake. And mm-hmm. she tries to escape, but she's locked in because the lock that she used is like a padlock that goes around the doors. Right, right. Now, she forgot her keys. Someone locked it from the outside. Yep. Right? And that's kind of weird. Now, when I first watched this, I was kind of just like looking at the scene 1000 going, oh man, that's badass. And I didn't really realize it till just now reading my notes. I'm like, oh yeah. How did she get locked in? So anyway, because I assumed she was looking for her uh, car keys, right. and she was, but apparently her car keys don't have the outside lock keys on yeah, it because yeah. they were taken from her. Because remember, with a padlock, you don't need to lock it. You click it. And it's good. And it's good, yeah. yeah. So she doesn't have them, right? So she's locked in, and that's when we hear, like, Miss Drake, report to the principal's office, please. <laughs> and, dude, I'm not going to say the T-1000 because he is scarier, but this guy's more menacing. Yeah. You know, because uh, he has a personality about him that is just, ooh, you like, you know he's going to do something evil, but then sometimes he's nice and you're like, what? You're right. Like, uh, he's, uh, what's, what? what's he planning? What's what's he doing? Yeah, there's ulterior motives here, you know. So she's locked in, right? So then she finds her her keys, you know, and then uh, but she's locked in, and then we see Miss uh, Olson, who is like the mousy character who wanted her, um, you know, uh, to get the computers, right, right, and and she's, you know, she's there's like a little gap where she could they could see each other, Miss Drake and Miss Olson, mm-hmm. and Miss Olson's like, I don't have the keys, and she's like, Oh, I need to go get them, you know, and then uh, she, she she goes, Just watch me, stay with me while I go find them, you know. And then she gets out like just in the middle of time. And then just like how the C-1000 stabs her through the hand and goes, I always wanted to do that. Well, <laughs> she stabs him and says, I always wanted to do that. Now, it escapes me, but that quote is from another movie. Really? If you could think of it before the end, that would be amazing. But I know someone right now is screaming at their car stereo going, <laughs> you fucking idiot, you don't remember... So uh, we might have to do an addendum later, but that I always want to do that. I swear to God, it is in a movie that came out in the 80s or 90s. Mm-hmm. And I was going to Google it, but I, I was so invested in the movie. I'm like, I, I'm just going to let it play. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I thought I would think about it, but. So anyway, we see it's the next day. Oh, yeah. By the way, she stabs her with scissors. Which, yeah. For whatever reason, stabbing somebody with scissors to me just seems eviler than a knife because it's more improvised. Right. And like a pencil and scissors, it's so like all the weapons that we see in here are in this, school related. Are school related. Yeah. Exactly. It's all like pens, pencil, scissors, uh, uh, a cutter. Like we'll get into that later. Right. <laughs> so it's the next day, right? And we see Zeke, uh, Freddie Prince's character, or pff, uh, Josh Hartnett. Josh sorry, Hartnett. Josh Hartnett. Yeah, yeah. They just look so much alike and they came out the wrong time. I think Josh Hartnett's a way better actor, though, because after seeing this and after seeing 30 Days a Night, I used to discredit the guy. But looking back, he was, he just was, the problem about him is he has a baby face. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of hard to take him serious with the baby face. Yeah, exactly. So uh, because of his baby face, it, um, it kind of, just it makes him less believable and also he's very uh stoic like he kind of always looks like he's thinking about something stupid 
<laughs> I don't. D- does that make any sense to you? Uh, I kind of get that. Yeah. Um, like a, uh, he always seems like. I don't know. I, it's hard to describe, but he's got, he's got like a blank look on his face. Like he just got punched in the head or something. He's like thinking really hard all the time. But they make him very, very like a, a genius character in this. Um, so we see him coming. He's flying in in this GTO, which is a badass car. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. Did you? I mean, like the whole time I was watching this, I was like, damn, like, fuck, man. I've, and the only bad thing about it is I'm pretty sure it's an automatic which kind of made me sad. <laughs> Just because they didn't have the scene like actually showing him shift. Oh no, they, there is a scene where you see him shift. Oh, okay. But he just puts in R and it kind of made me mad. Oh. <laughs> so, uh anyway, he comes flying in, right? And there's even a like car accident and you just see like the even though this is supposed to be Ohio, it seems like East LA how they even though they're all like snowy white. <laughs> they just seem very like hormonal and very just like thrashy and hate each other kind of thing. And oh, the kids are brutal. Like, she, yeah, you pass by this one chick and she's got like neck tattoos. Mm-hmm. And it's like she's like 16. Like, what is going on? Here? All the kids are smoking cigarettes, right? So, um, anyway, Zeke comes in and he opens up like his trunk and he grabs a bunch of pens and puts them in his pocket. And I didn't even write that note down at first because I'm like, okay, maybe he's got like OCD or whatever. You know, we're just learning the characters. And then another kid, Casey, uh, Elijah Wood's character, he gets off the bus and immediately just gets like fucking elbowed for no reason. (laughs) Right. And then the goth chick walks by. uh, Her name is Stokey. And she's like snide like, hey, Casey, just, you know, like doing your shit again or, you know, Mm -hmm. just like, all right, you're getting picked on again. Like no big deal. Like, And we find out she's kind of an outsider too. And I actually thought that they were going to develop a relationship. I did at first, too, yeah. Yeah, because it, it, they seem like they have a lot of common ground. Anyway, like, you would think, like, right when that happens, I thought she would help him up and be like, just, you know, don't worry about those jock douchebags or something. That doesn't happen. Yeah, the cliche kind of thing. Yeah, and, and I really did w- kind of want that to happen, but it didn't. I mean, but then again, that's kind of why this movie is cool, is it's... Not everything is what it seems. Right. Uh, thank you, Mr. Robert Rodriguez, for changing the genre, but yet keeping it as it is. So then we see um, our our head. I wrote down cheerleader and then crossed it off and then wrote editor-in-chief because she doesn't even say she's a cheerleader. You just assume that because she's dating the jock guy. Her name's Delilah, right? And... Uh, we see her with her boyfriend, Stan, who is like the head quarterback. He's got his varsity jacket on and all this other stuff, right? Yep, yep. And then enter in Mary Beth. Mary Beth is the biggest, whitest, blonde hair, snowflake girl. And she's like <laughs> nice to everybody. She goes, where's homeroom? You know, and she's got the accent. Right, because she's from like Atlanta or something like that, right? But Atlanta doesn't have that kind of an accent. She's well. got... <laughs> I'm just saying she has a South Georgia accent. She doesn't have an Atlanta accent. I don't okay. know if you picked up on that because my favorite accent on a girl is, you know the band Rasputina? No. You've never heard of Rasputina? I don't think I have, no. Coming from a music guy, I'm really shocked. Anyway, uh, they're like this, um, have you ever heard of Louisiana Gothic? Yeah. They're one of the first ever musical groups that's Louisiana Gothic. They're, oh, okay. It's three girls, and uh, they all play cello, 
and it's very like Apocalyptica ripped them off. And yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, but her accent is like the hottest. Her name is uh, Morlora Krieger. Anyway, her accent, like I fell in love with that accent, like that South. Wow. It's just so sexy. Uh, this girl tries to do it, but she's from Atlanta, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's a different. I don't know. I just picked that out. <laughs> just a little thing. So um, Zeke now meets up with a couple of kids. Now one of the kids, mm-hmm. uh, one of the boys that buys off him, fuck, uh, is is um, the dude from that '70s show, Danny Masterson. Yeah, there you go, Danny yeah. Masturbatorson. Um, <laughs> And and it just it threw me because I'm like Hyde usually wears glasses. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, you yeah. don't really get it. Like this is the first time we actually get to see his face. At least if you're just a casual, you know, because like I don't follow him. Did you know he got canceled? He did, unfortunately. Do you know why? It was never founded, but he did get canceled. Because I think like the girl was 19 and said that they are partying and didn't consent at like the a couple of days after or some shit. It was yeah. It was like a. A staff member from the set of the ranch that apparently said he was being unprofessional, if you will. Well, because I got canceled for the same reason, Masturbatorson, my heart goes out to you. <laughs> that being said, I am also a feminist. Don't fuck with girls of the say now, okay? Yeah. Just relax. Just chill. There's other girls out there. I mean, there's 8 billion people in the world and about- We're like over 9 billion now. Damn. Well, there's okay. even more ladies. Exactly. That means there's 5.5, because, you know, girls are 55% of the population. Right, right. It's like 5.5 billion chicks out there. Now, a lot of them are ugly, but they need Uh love, too. Hey, I said they need love, too. (laughs) Let's be honest. No one wants to F a 10. We all want to F two sevens at the same time. Okay, moving on. That was that was pretty sexist. Uh, I still claim feminism, girl power. So, anyway, uh, uh, he and another boy come up to Zeke's... uh, 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 trunk uh, of his uh, GTO. Oh, by the way, this guy triple parks like a cock. He oh, parks yeah. like a hashtag. He just seems park <laughs> like in a lane. And of course, he has to emergency brake park. Yeah. So he sells fake IDs and drugs and condoms and all this other, like basically shit you're either embarrassed to buy or cannot get or just illegal paraphernalia right, right. out of his trunk, right? And um, we see him like, you know, selling these fake IDs and they're in the bathroom. And meanwhile, when they're in the bathroom, we see Elijah Wood's character and he's nursing a broken nose. We're getting character establishment here. He's like crying in the uh, disabled stall. Yeah. In there. yeah. Well, who hasn't? <laughs> you haven't worked at Toys R Us on Christmas Eve or else you know the feeling wow. of crying. In a... I'm happy I did not get that job. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. We used to call it the crying room. Yeah. Zach, you need to clean the crying room? Oh, no. Someone had diarrhea again. Okay. Uh. So <laughs> so uh, he sells his drugs, though, in kind of a smart but stupid way. He sells them in those, like, you know, buy 50 at Staples for, like, $3 pens. You know, the ones that are hexagonal and clear and got yeah, the blue tops. Classic, like, big pen. Yeah. yeah, I don't even think they're big pens. I think they're the paper mates. Because remember, big pens were the blue ones that were kind of a solid color. These are the see-through ones. We can actually see the ink. Yeah, but he takes out the ink and he fills them full of this stuff. He calls it uh, uh, scat. Scat. Yeah, exactly. And we don't know what scat is, but he's like, "Be easy on it, boys. You know this. This will get you flying." So I thought it was like a narcotic at first, right? But when he said flying, I'm like, maybe it's like powdered LSD. Like I'm, I'm not sure what it is. Well, I, f- I figured, yeah, like like a meth cocaine blend thing going mm-hmm. on. 
Um, but they don't really tell you what's up till way later. They don't dive into it very right. very much. So anyway, um, after that, we're at the Falcony Lounge, right? And the C-1000 there, and he's just looking out the window uh, at the football field, and he's slamming water just right over and over. We have these uh, – uh, water's going to be a big thing in this movie. I don't know if you notice, but as the tension builds, you see more and more water. Not just them drinking water, but like – what like in the foreground you'll see someone delivering like in a hand truck water right or you'll see a water truck drive by and it's it's kind of cool because it's kind of like the doomsday clock the more water there is the more bad shit's gonna happen and he's just sitting out there just like yeah did you notice that i i did not i noticed like people bringing in water but i didn't notice it was happening more frequently yeah it does so at first you see you know a couple of kids holding water bottles and then at the end like every other kid is holding a water bottle and also you'll see like the it's not an alhambra truck it's dasani uh you'll see it like drive by and then and it's just like a truck and then after a while you see it's like a bigger truck and then you'll see like yeah it being moved in hand trucks and such and i did notice like the water bottles they're like at first, they're the normal size, and they and get, then, yeah, yeah, and they're then like they're the thirty-two like the ounces, yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, so Zeke is all deep and shit in class, you know, uh, uh, not Delilah. Uh, who is it? The um, the teacher with the glasses, the the one that's super mousy and hot, uh, Miss Burke. Miss Burke, thank you. Yeah, and she's like, "Does anyone know what this fucking book's about?" And then Zeke raises his hand and makes a joke, and then. She goes, okay, Zeke, it's not really that. And then he just goes on this diatribe about like what isolation really means mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. being stranded on a desert island isn't actually about being stranded on a desert island. So we noticed that Zeke's a smart guy. He just doesn't apply himself. Right. It's kind of what they're alluding to, right? And now um, Delilah, uh, uh, you know, scolds him for this afterward oh no no stan is sorry stan is quitting football he you know he goes over to light he's like i need to talk to you and he goes i quit i'm quitting football and she's like why and and he tells her that he's tired of being judged on his merit of being a physical athlete right and he wants to be known for his brain and he will have more time to hit the books and she says to him I'm the head cheerleader. You're the head quarterback. That's just the way things work. Right, right. I'm not going to date a, a D-plus student. You know, it's just not the way politics work. And in <laughs> fact, Delilah also, she's very judgmental. She actually kind of breaks down everybody. Right. At first, you know, kind of going, here's the rules of high school. Here's your roles. Fucking be your role. Know your role and shut your mouth, as The Rock would say. <laughs> So Stan is in his history class, right? And then we see Mr. Tate. And Mr. Tate's a drunk. He always has a flask on him. He pours it in his coffee. Oh, yeah. And uh, by the way, did you have a teacher like Mr. I had one. His name was Mr. Love. I Oh, my God. That was his name, dude. That was not his legal name. That was his he, legal name. He changed it. No, L-O-V-E-E. <laughs> oh, oh, that's terrible. And uh, he was a history teacher. Okay. And he really liked the Beatles, but um, he would always put Kahlua in his coffee. It'd be like half Kahlua, half normal. Uh, yeah. Because you could smell it. I've had a few uh, teachers over the years that enjoyed uh, flavorings in their coffer- coffee, if you Coffery? will. Coffery? Coffery. I misspeak all the time, dude. I'm just calling you out a little bit. <laughs> Have you ever drank on the job? You uh, could be honest. Not dude. like on the job, but I've, I'll have beers on lunch every now and again. See, I don't really think that's a big deal because you're eating. Right. But the shitty thing about drinking on the job, because I've done it, and it's it's a weird 
kind of slippery slope where you're like, eh, I, you know what? We're we're all on break. You know, it's not a big deal. And then, mm-hmm. and then it turns into a thing where it becomes every break. Yeah, I can't couldn't and, do that. And your breaks get more and more frequent. Yeah, I yeah, I can't afford to do that. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just saying, like it. I'm just saying, if you're listening to this, even if you're, a, I'm a big drinker. Just make sure you keep your professional life professional because it was really easy to slip into it. I remember when I worked with you at the Hobby Lobby, uh, there was a certain person that was like, "Come on, let's go get a beer." Because yeah. we, we we worked in a plaza where there was you know like a, a Buffalo Wild Wings and stuff like that, um, and it's very easy to go that lunch instead of just having a beer. It's a big beer and then and then another afterward. Yeah, you know what I mean, and then. All of a sudden, this person you're having beers with is going through your backpack and stealing your medications because <laughs> that fucking happened. Yeah. And they might just so happen to be your ex-drummer who would come to your band practice with a pistol in his belt. Yeah, because that's definitely what you need. Exactly. When you're playing music is to have a, a Oh, pistol. yeah. I mean, we were playing gigs in Vallejo, so I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, Mr. Tate's there, and he's not drunk, but he's definitely- a little slurry. Right. You know, and uh, Stan corrects him on, um, because he's like, let's turn to this chapter and, and whatever. And then Stan's like, actually, we already did that. Now, because remember, Stan's trying to apply himself as right. a student. And Mary Beth, uh, uh, you know, tries to uh, talk to Stokey, you know, sits by him. And uh, uh, this is like afterward, after class, like out of recess. And she goes over to Stokey and, and uh, she's like, hi, what's your name? And I, I just moved here. And, and then Stokey's like, why the fuck are you talking to me? <laughs> right. And she says, because I just got here and I don't have any friends and it looks like you don't either. You know? Oh. And she's a hot blonde. All, all she had to do is wait a week and spread her legs and she'd have oh. the whole football team. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not saying she's a slut. And I'm not slut shaming. All I'm saying is I know how the male brain works. True. Okay. There's a lot of testosterone on that football field. She could have her pick. She could have had Usher. Because he make the booty go. Oh. I had to. You had to, yeah. I had to. But Delilah interrupts, and she's like, oh, why are you talking to this lesbian? Is she your type? Da, da, da. And she's like, she's such a lesbian. And a lesbian, lesbian, lesbian. You know, uh, kind of like, uh, it reminded me of, speaking of which, Mean Girls. But she's like, I'm such a lesbian. And uh, we, you know, uh, and, and. Uh, also, she's reading a book. Uh, we find out that she's actually a science fiction book nerd. Yeah. You know, she's really into science fiction novels. And uh, it's funny because Delilah, when she asks what she's reading, she has like knowledge of it, which is kind of odd. Right. You wouldn't expect her to know that. Exactly. Uh, anyway, so we cut back to Casey. Now, Casey's a loner. Remember, this is the this is the uh, Elijah Wood character. He's like a super nerd. Mm-hmm. He's probably out of everybody the only person that's going to get a scholarship outside of football. And seeing how Stan's concentrating his studies and not football anymore, I think that Stan kind of like, I'm not going to say idolizes, but kind of is. I would like to be more of like a Casey rather than, you know, a jock douchebag. Yeah. So uh, anyway, he. He's wa- he's taking his lunch and because he's such a loner, he's eating his lunch on the bleachers alone. And then we see the C one thousand, you know, and he's like, Hey, <laughs> what you, what are you doing here? I don't I know you, what's your name? And he's like, My name's Casey. And he goes, Yeah. 
Oh, and by the way, he always has a camera around his neck, starting from this scene on. He right. didn't have one earlier, but now he has one on. And uh, he's like, well, you know what? Lunch is almost over. Why don't you get off my field? And he's like, yes, sir. And uh, and then t- tell him the running part, because you, you, you brought that up, and I totally forgot about it. The uh, Team 1000 joke. Oh, yeah. So... Uh, the coach is like, hey, like, da da da. Like, I've seen you running away from people. You know, uh, why don't you come and play for the team? You're a good he's runner. Fast as shit, right? Yeah. And Elijah Woods' character Casey is like, well, I only believe in running when you're being chased. And the C1000 gets a kind of like, like sinister that. look. Yeah, and he's just like, I like that. Yeah. Now the C1000 sneaks up on him, uh, Coach Williams. Because Elijah Wood is on the field and he bends down and picks up something. And I think that's what got his attention because he's like, what, you know. Anyway, so then he kind of scampers off. He doesn't run, but he doesn't walk. It's definitely a scamp. (laughs) Right? It was almost a skip. It was almost a skip, but more of like, I'm scared skip. You know, like when you're walking on Georgia Street in Vallejo and it's like past nine (laughs) o'clock. Anyway. So after that, he goes to his sign class, his science class with Mr. Edward Furlong, yeah. played by John Stewart, right? And uh, he goes, you know, Mr. Furlong, I, I found this, you know, and uh, it looks like a pupa, like right, like well, a yeah. If you ever played Pokemon, it looks like a menopod. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know when Caterpie evolves. <laughs> so uh and he's like what the hell more looks like uh weedles evolution oh 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 uh, uh kakuna kakuna there you go how do i know this i also had no friends in high school <laughs> except for those cholasses oh my god cholasses dude for my birthday i just want my wife to put on that brown lipstick and <laughs> get some dicky shorts with some suspenders <laughs> fucking make my day dude bangs oh even if it's a wig, I don't even care. <laughs> Fucking knock that shit right off out of sweat and thrust. Um, so, uh, remember, girl power, feminism. Um, <laughs> so uh, he brings it to him, right? And they're examining it. And uh, it's underneath a microscope. And he gets uh, an exacto knife and is kind of looking through it. And they're examining it, you know. And it's uh, a form of mollusk. So they didn't say that. But what mollusk is, is a invertebrate that is a sea life form uh, examples are would be uh a sea slug um a sea cucumber uh more notably an octopus a squid all that stuff mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. Mo- uh, mollusks also have a very high intelligence for how small their brain is which is pretty crazy you know like uh that's pretty dope okay. octop- octopuses have problem solving intelligence if you lock their uh their aquarium and you put a key in there they'll figure out how to get out of it. They will, yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. I saw some footage of an octopus, and he was in an aquarium with a bunch of, and then there were separate aquariums with other fish. Fucker snuck out, ate them all, like, out of a time lapse of, like, a month, just one by one. Yeah, and he would crawl back in and act like nothing happened. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, dude, anything with tentacles scares the shit on me, too. (laughs) And they could change color and disguise, and they could even change their texture pattern. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, like they could look like a rock and actually make their skin look like rocky. We're not talking about predator. We're talking about like, that looks like a fucking rock, like not even like a chameleon. You know, they they could be smooth and just look like the bottom of the ocean if they wanted to. They're, they're fucking nuts. That's dope. It is dope. Um, anyway, so uh, it looks like, you know, a mollusk and everything else like that. But then all of a sudden Zeke comes in and he's like, bump over. 
and the fucker knows like more than both you know the nerd kid and the professor he's like somehow yeah like he's this guy's a genius right he just like i get he's deep he you know he just doesn't apply himself and then they decide uh you know because it's dried out and usually mollusks react in the water right so um they put it in uh they accidentally spill some some water on it and Mm -hmm. it starts moving around it like activates right so then they put it in uh uh in in like this this aquarium and all of a sudden it it reacts and it kind of does this lionfish thing where it's got these wing like and you know what it reminds well, me of like really thin yeah like hairs like yeah yeah sort of thing yeah it reminded me of like you know the angels in diablo how yeah, they have yeah. those like wings that are kind of like glowing tendrils because they're red and before you know it it splits into two yeah it like self it took like replicates. 30 seconds like yeah like right away and it duplicates. So then Eddie Furlong, not hey bro, <laughs> by Dios. No, we're talking about John Stewart, Eddie Furlong. Um, puts his hand in and it bites him. Right. And he and he's pretty dramatic about it. At first he's like, motherfucker has teeth, you know, and then everyone looks at him and he goes, Okay, keep this between us. We're gonna send it to uni- uh, uh, the university. Yep, yep. Get us some funding, but shh, you know, silence. Okay. So uh, Stan then goes to uh, uh, Coach Williams, the C-1000, and he, you know, says, hey, I got to quit the team. I got to study, you know, and it's creepy because instead of being upset, he goes, you're not mad. You're not going to dress me down. He goes, why would I be mad that my star quarterback on the biggest game of the year is quitting? (laughs) And and he just looks at him and he He's goes just like stone faced and he, and then he smiles and goes go on boy, and at this point of the movie, I mean you've seen the movie before, right? Right. I knew something was up with him, obviously, because he stabbed the chick in the in the hand. But having not seen that, I thought it was kind of like tough love, like I'm being so sarcastic. <laughs> kind of thing but then after seeing this movie I'm, he's like I'm gonna get you eventually so it doesn't even matter right that's kind of what I thought about it like oh this just makes you a little bit harder to get yeah like you're you're still gonna be one of us eventually yeah so and we'll get to that so then Stan then uh, you know he walks in and uh, we see um, Elijah Wood's character uh, fuck Casey he's getting pushed around at the locker room and uh, uh, then Stan comes in he's like hey man leave him alone you know, and then this is by Usher's character. <laughs> and uh, uh, he's like, yeah, man, we're going to, you know, they slap hands. We're going to be fucking great at the game. And, and no one knows he's quitting except for, you know, uh, um, Delilah, his, Delilah and, the and the coach. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, Eli's character goes like, it must be awesome being you. And he goes, you have no idea. <laughs> so then he hits the showers and this is the fucking creepiest scene. Super weird. You want to yeah, take this one over? Because, dude, I got... I had to rewind this. My, you know what it reminded me of, what? and I think it may have paid homage to it. It reminded me of the scene in The Shining. Oh, the the bathtub, bathtub scene. scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Didn't you get like kind of shades of that? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. So this is Mrs. Brum, uh, Brumel, Br- Brummel. That's yeah, Brummel, I believe. She falls standing into like the shower room. Like he's full naked. Yeah. Like shampooed his hair. Like can't see what's going on and here's somebody and he thinks it's elijah's character clint yeah but it's not uh, casey, casey sorry casey yeah, yeah. my bad 
And uh, he's like, Casey, is that you? And she appears out of nowhere. And this is at the point in the movie I'm like, what? It it was definitely, it felt kind of out of place at first. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, super creepy. She comes wandering in. She can't really talk and just kind of like lunges at him. Well, she's trying to warn him. And she's like, they're going to get everybody, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And it makes sense later why we see her in the shower, but it doesn't right now. Because, in fact, just reading this now, I'm like, oh, I get it, because it was hot water. Right, right. And when she's in hot water, like, her scalp comes off, and she starts to kind of, like, melt like a slug. She was, like, decomposing. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. kind of like a slug when you pour, like, salt on it or something. Right. But her scalp, like, comes off in his hands, and he yells at, um, you know, uh, Casey, like, get help, get help. Yeah. And then they're in, uh, let's see. Well, and then they're in the the principal's office. Yes. And like the vice principal Mm -hmm. is like talking to them and is like, hey, like we didn't want anybody to know this. But she has cancer. But she has cancer. Right, right. So that's why like her hair fell off and exactly. And And this is, they're talking to uh, Stan at this point, but Casey's looking out the window and he's got his camera. Because we see Coach Williams just staring at him, and he's sitting in the field, and the sprinklers are on, and he's, like, soaking wet. Right. And he's just staring at him, and it's really creepy. Yeah, because he's got his arms crossed, and he's just staring straight. Yeah. Like, totally Dripping unaffected. wet. Yeah. Dripping wet. It's, <laughs> it's just, whoa. So, anyway, now we see Miss Burke. She approaches Zeke uh, at his trunk about selling drugs. And I definitely got a a vibe. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's definitely a vibe. Now, did you think it was her hitting on him or him hitting on her? I think it probably started with him, and then she reciprocated. Think so? Did you think anything happened between them? Not but yet. Pre-movie? No, I meant like pre-the movie. Right, right. Because remember, he rep- here, here was my thought. After like thinking about it, he's repeating the grade because she even says that if you applied yourself, you would have been out of here. I had a weird thought that maybe he failed on purpose. Oh, so he could stay there with her. And also, too, because he was making money. Right. And his parents are super rich. They even say that like they're always like on holiday and he has a house to himself. I kind of think at least maybe I'm looking too much into it that he failed on purpose to hang out with her. I mean, that would make sense if he did though. I mean, there's been times where I've quit and, uh, where I didn't want to quit a job just cause I really liked working with people mm-hmm. like many a time where I'm like, I could be doing so much better. Like I worked at Starbucks for eight years Okay. and I could have left Oh, not eight years. Sorry. Uh, six years, but I really liked the people I was working with. Now it wasn't like a crush or anything. It was like, I just really liked you yeah. know, like Gary, and I really like David, and I really like Aristotle. And so I was like, I'm not looking for a you better job. than Aristotle? Aristotle Sacramento was his name. Whoa. And his mom, Annabelle Sacramento. Oh, my God, she was hot, dude. <laughs> dude, Asian don't raisin. Let's put that away, dude. She, uh, anyway. So um, anyway, that's kind of what I got from this. And then we have this really weird thing. She's like, you're selling dope out of your car. And, and he's like, uh, do you, well, you know, I'm, I'm a one-stop pharmacy. Do you need anything? I got laxatives. I got this. And then he goes, I got condoms, magnum size. Cherry flavor. Cherry flavor. And she's like, just stop it. 
Right? And like, now you're just being rude. Yeah. So, anyway, that's, like, our scene that was, like... But you could tell there was, like, an undertone that... Definitely. She kind of wanted the cherry flavor. We even get to that later. <laughs> So now we have Casey and Delilah, right? They go snooping around the teacher's lab because Casey is like a photographer. Mm -hmm. And apparently him and Delilah kind of like work together, seeing how she's like the editor in chief. Right. So they go snooping through the teacher's lounge. And apparently they do this like every single year to try to get dirt on anything, you know, they can. And this is when, uh, you know, they they find the flask and they go, it's old news. It doesn't yeah. matter, you know. And they're looking around. And then uh, finally, Miss Olsen and... Um, uh, Coach Williams enter, right? So they go hide in the closet and they're just sitting there talking and they're just pounding water again. And it's like, you know, uh, so how are we doing? Well, half the faculty is is secured. Mm -hmm. What about the students? Well, we haven't really started that, only a percentage, right? And then at this point, um, the body falls of uh, uh, Miss... Fuck, what's her name? No, no, what happens oh, is... Oh, sorry, the, my bad. Uh, the nurse comes in. Oh yes, and needs to to take her medicine and all that. Selma Hayek's character, right? And so uh, C one thousand, the principal, takes the opportunity to have her join them and like hold her down. And then Casey and Delilah kind of freak out, and they end up knocking over the corpse of Miss Berman. And when they hold her down, they put one of those mollusk things, those little pupas, in her ear. Yeah. And it, I think it comes out of his mouth or something, or do it, they? Yeah, yeah, it comes out of his mouth and goes into her ear. And it's a creepy scene. I, I don't know what it is, but things going to ears, teeth, or eyes. Oh, yeah. Really bother me. Very much so. So, yeah, and then, you know, and, and also, too, when they when they kind of reproduce this way, like, the, the, you see every vein in their face kind of just protrude. It starts twitching and everything. Yeah. yeah. And it looks like, oh, God, what was I going to say? It looks like... um. Like the end of uh, of uh, uh, Total Recall, you know, like oh, where they yeah, just yeah. get all. <laughs> <laughs> like they look like they're going through what they call anoxia. You know, when your blood boils when you're underwater. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the body falls down. They escape, and then um, they're stopped by Miss Drake, the principal Drake. Right. Right. Now the cops are called, but it's only Casey. Delilah's split. Mm-hmm. I didn't just fucking realize this till now what remember at the end when they do the test anyway oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i didn't i just realized that <laughs> so they must have got her during right. this point anyway so uh case and delight they escape miss straight call the cops called right and they switched the body out with a cpr doll and then they uh they talked to the cops away right mm -hmm. but one of the his name is they never even say his name i just read his name badge his name is officer campbell the african-american oh, officer so nice. she, she gets called into the office and they shut the blinds and then he comes out and he's all like stoic and shit and we're like got him yeah got, got him. him and uh after that um you know casey's getting grounded and his his parents like destroy his internet, yeah. and and uh, which uh, sucks that ripping up books. You know his dad, aka Shooter McGavin. Exactly, I knew that too. <laughs> I was like, that Shooter, he eats pieces of shit for breakfast. <laughs> he is also a dick in this movie. <laughs> yeah, um, they start ripping up books. They're talking about him going to therapy, all this other stuff. And in fact, he's like, yeah, I should go to therapy just to get out of the school. Yeah. And then uh, and then the mom goes, what about his? 
<laughs> and he goes, no more choking the bishop for a while there. <laughs> and then here goes the weird thing. And it goes to nothing. So maybe there's a deleted scene. He gets on his computer and starts typing. And then like a little robot activates. Oh, Remember yeah, that? yeah, yeah. And then nothing comes of it. Which you're like, is that... I you figure maybe it was foreshadowing for yeah, something. Nothing happens but with there's it. There's definitely no other robots. Yeah. So they should have edited that out or some or had something to go with it. Like cause I thought he was gonna use it to like communicate to the outside world, but nothing. Nothing. Yeah. So anyway, then he escapes through the window, right? And uh he sees, you know, the three teachers out there mm -hmm. and he panics, and then his dad comes out with, with the porn. <laughs> and he's like get in there like what the fuck are you doing right and then uh the teachers are gone but then we see the teachers in the house yeah but we never see the parents again either it's like they set up this whole thing that never comes to fruition there, there's got to be some some sort of deleted scene somewhere or you could have just cut that whole part out and made the running time smooth i don't know why they did that i really don't um but anyway he's grounded and uh, he's like grounded indefinitely until he sees anything. So anyway, uh, now we see the whole faculty and they're all in. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry. Um, the next day we see Casey and, uh, uh, you know, he's talking to uh, Delilah and they're they're in his crying room. Yeah. And uh, she's kind of whatevering it, you know, at this point. And this is. I didn't get it when I was watching because I thought she was going to be like clean. Yeah. Obviously, she was gotten, you know? Right, right. Because she's like, what the fuck are we going to do? This is stupid. This is a stupid idea, you know, kind, kind of like <laughs> playing it off. And, uh, but you think because it's, um, you know, that he's the nerd kid and the cheerleader. But then if you think back to when they were in the closet, they had a moment. Yeah. Cause she, you know, he's like, you know, you could be a cool girl when you're not being a bitch all the time. And then they kind of have like a moment where they might kiss or something. Yeah. Yeah. You he know, definitely sniffs their hair, her hair. Oh dude. I don't know. Okay. You can call that creep all you want. I thought it was hot. <laughs> Sniffing a girl's hair. Pretty hot. <laughs> if she says yes, girl power. <laughs> feminism. You got to ask for it. Just saying. Anyway, so uh, uh, the faculty's in there, and they're, like, fucking totally hydrating, and they're all, like, you see the coffee maker is spotless clean. Right. There's no food. I think they even open the fridge at a certain point, and it's just all water in there, like, bottled water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just kind of, like, foreshadowing. We obviously know they're all gotten. You know, at least anyone with half a brain would think so, right? <laughs> now the history teacher, not drinking booze, Nope. And he comes in and he's all business. And he goes, here goes uh, today's assignment. I want you all to write down every member of your family in a family tree. This is going to be the history of your family. In some, and and the, the typical stoner guy from Clueless goes, is this going to be on the test? And he goes, this is the test. <laughs> so anyway, um, Zeke now violently gets dressed down by Miss Burke in front of everybody. No more glasses. Yeah. Hot as fuck. It was like, she's all that. She went from the nerdy chick to like the super hot popular girl. I'm sorry. And she's all that. She was hotter before she got the makeover, but that's just me. But yeah, I thought the same exact. I yeah, even wrote yeah. that down. She's all that. Um, okay. Not to be sexist or objective, girl power, feminism. <laughs> but who do you think is hotter, Miss Drake or Miss Burke? Oh, 
I know. Uh, I got to go Drake. Also, I will say this as well. Every person that gets infected in this movie, they look way better than what they did. True. Yeah. Like, you could tell that um, Jason Patrick, before every single shoot, now, I didn't look this up, but you could just tell, probably did about 20 push-ups before every shot after. Oh, just to make himself Just to make himself more swole? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they definitely uh, shaded, uh, did way better makeup, because they all look a lot younger. Yeah. You know, especially Miss Olsen. Because that bitch looks like she fucking smells and hasn't washed her hair in years. (laughs) And then afterwards, she actually looks presentable. By the way, I thought my first watch through that it was Miss Olsen was like the. Yo, yeah, yeah. You, you too. Oh no! You thought it was Miss Drake, or I did thought you... it was Miss. No, I didn't think it was Miss Drake. I thought it was C one thousand. I thought that too, but someone comes up to him in the beginning. So, anyway, uh, going on. So, what the fuck? Yeah, he gets stressed down by Miss Burke. And about selling drugs, and she's like, "If I ever see you doing any shit again, like I'm the authority figure, don't even try," you know, right. kind of thing. And everyone's like, "Whoa!" So now all these kids are aligned, you know, because um, let's see. Uh, uh, oh, they're in Mister. Fer- oh wait, no, no, we forgot about the part where uh, Mary Beth uh, goes in with uh, Zeke. To the, to the storage room. Because he's the first one that actually gives her the time of day. Right. And so they go to the storage room, and he's, like, collecting all these beakers and, and uh, test tubes and stuff. and, and To make his product. To make yeah, his yeah. product and, and uh, Bunsen burners. And <laughs> I, I wondered why, but now, like, reading my notes, I'm like, oh, it actually makes sense because he's the only he's first person to give her the time of day. Everyone kind of has their own little clicks. Yeah. So – they start, uh, you know, kind of getting into it, and then uh, he lights a cigarette, of course, and um, and she's like, "So you're borrowing?" And he goes, "Let's just say I'm stealing." <laughs> and then, He's like, "I prefer to call it stealing." And then, uh, <laughs> but uh, he says, "So if anyone busts in, just say we are making out," and then they kiss. Yeah. Now, there's something about this scene that bothers me, but I'll get into it later. Okay. So we hear they start dropping eaves now because in the next room is uh uh the science lab um uh, mr furlong science lab and there they're kind of talking about like invasion of the body snatchers what about if this is all real mm-hmm. you know stokey mm-hmm. stokey doesn't really want to believe at first but she's like willing because she's finally getting attention for the first time right yeah in fact she even says that she used lesbian uh that sh- like she's a lesbian she tells people that as a shield because she doesn't want people to get close to her right right and uh uh yeah Anyway, now that Casey and her are kind of outcasts, they kind of get along, and then we have um, Delilah. Delilah, yeah, we have kind of like this crew kind of coming together in mm-hmm. a way where they're like, something's going on. What the fuck is going on, right? <clears throat> and then enter Mary Beth and uh, uh, Zeke, and um, you know, they're he comes in and gives them a scare, like, you know, and <laughs> and uh, uh, because uh, uh, Stokey. And Casey, we're talking about all these science fiction books, and Casey has like this idea. He goes, what about if it's a warning? Like all these movies that come out, all these books are coming out. Maybe it's a way to indoctrinate us so we don't believe it when it actually is happening. Right, we don't freak out. Yeah, who's to say that Spielberg himself is an alien or all these people that wrote all this stuff? And they start talking about, okay, well, how would they spread? Yeah. And Casey's like, well, we did find this weird thing in the science 
class, so let's go in there and see if it's there. And it's not there. And that's kind of where all the group meet up. And then finally, uh, Mr. Furlong comes in, you know, and uh, he, he they ask, hey, where's the where's the mollusk thing? Right. And he's like, oh, yeah, like I sent it to the university. university. And then he locks the door and he goes, guys, you should probably take your seats. It'll be a lot easier, right? Yeah. And uh, then, you know, he kind of gets like grabby and pushy. And so Zeke takes a drafter's blade. If you guys don't know what that is, you know, the paper cutter, the the part of the that's actually called a drafter's blade. He rips it off, and this is like one of the coolest shots in the movie. The way he rips it off is like filmed at like a weird under-up angle. Right. And he swings, and he chops off his fingers. But when he does, you see those still those red fiber strands. Yeah, yeah. And they start growing back like immediately. And then the fingers just like and like run off. Like they're regenerating into into another thing. Exactly. So um, then, you know, everyone's like, I don't know what to fucking do. You know, they're all kind of in a panic. And he gets on top of Zeke and starts kind of like overpowering him. And then Zeke pulls out one of his pens, one of his drug pens, yeah. and stabs him in the eye. Brutal. And like I said, just like pouring salt on a slug. Yeah. At first, you think, oh, nothing's going to happen. And all of a sudden, he starts like foaming at the mouth. Like he, like you put Alka-Seltzer in your mouth. It's probably actually how they did it. It's probably part. exactly how they did it. Yeah. And he kind of just keels over. Right? And right. they don't know what the fuck, you know? So they all leave, and as they they're like, "Okay, what do we do?" And it's like, "Okay, let's calmly make our way out to the car." Yeah, you know. And so they uh, they do, and they could just notice all the students are just like watching them. If you guys ever seen Invasion uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, it's kind of like that. They're just you know. They're all staring at them, and they're all drinking water. All of them. And all the them water bottles water. are bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. Because you don't notice it early in. They have a couple like of those like 12-ounce. Now they have like the big fucking like crystal geyser. Right. And they make their way out to the car, and uh, they get in the GTO, right? And they start driving. But before, the football team starts to stop. Like, hey, Stan, where are you going? You're not going not to play with us tonight? What's... What's going on? And and then Zico's getting the fucking car. Jesus Christ, dude, get in the fucking car. <laughs> now, lucky it's a GTO because they all fit in there. And Mary Beth's there too, but she's just not kind of like saying anything. Right. So they all go to Zeke's house because they try to leave town, but they can't because the cops have it all roadblocked. Like yeah. they're quarantined in. And then they really know something's going on. So they go to Zeke's like garage, which is a meth lab. Which, real quick, I thought it was interesting that like this like small town there was only one way out and right it's like middle america it's not like there's water on three sides and this yeah. is the only bridge like really there was one road yeah they're not town they're not landblocked right so yeah I, and also too it's the farm belt it's all flat yeah <laughs> but, but yeah so they go to zeke's house and of course his parents are gone uh and they roll up and there's like the the garage and back, he opens it up, turns on the light, and yeah, it's a huge, basically, drug lab. Full on. Full on, yeah. Now, I forgot who did, but someone grabbed one of the samples. Maybe it was his finger or something. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I think it was Casey grabbed it. Yeah, there you go. So, they start doing little experiments on it, and uh, they put it with, he's got like a, a pet mouse. And, right. And 
it doesn't do anything until they get it wet and then it just takes over the pet mouse and the pet mouse just starts like going for water. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then they notice something's up with the mouse. So he snapped its neck and, um, you know, they, they take it out and they cut it open. Dissect it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I mentioned evasion of body snatchers. In fact, they even mention it in this movie. They do. Yeah. A few times. But what they do not mention and this is a nod to one of my favorite Cronenberg movies, The Thing. Yeah, John Carpenter. Yeah. Because they do the thing test in here. Uh, you remember in the thing with the blood? They take right. the blood samples and they put it to heat to see which one oh, reacts. Oh, right, right, right. Remember that scene? They do exactly that, but now it's with the drug. So they figure out because this drug, uh, they go, what, what is actually a drug? And we get to find out what is it. It's like no dose plus uh, like baking soda and household chemicals. So he's basically making powder meth. Yeah. Instead of crystal meth. Yeah. And uh, uh, and they have to each snort it. Yeah. In order to see who's got it because it's a major diuretic. Now, this is one of the things that got it minus points in my book. Uh-oh. They could have just used salt. Yeah, but that's that's the drugs. That's the tie-in. I know it's the tie. I know yeah. it's the dosis machina. It's the golden suitcase. But I'm just saying... At, when I was watching this movie, I'm like, you know, they could have just put salt in their mouth and you'd know. Done that. Yeah, true. But, I mean, I, it wouldn't make it as dramatic because salt is abundant everywhere. Right. And the drugs, you got to, you know, snort it and everything. Um, There's another huge continuity error I'm going to talk about later. but Which I thought it was great that this is one of the few movies where drugs save lives. <laughs> I thought that too. <laughs> but remember, this did come out a couple of years after Half Bake and it did make a lot of money. Yeah, true. So they're all doing the, you know, thing and, and everyone has an excuse not to do it to build up tension. You right. Know? Like Casey's like, I've never done drugs. I never want to do drugs. And he goes, do it. And then, um, you know, Stan's like, you know, I don't I'm want I'm an it. athlete. I, I don't mean, use yeah, drugs. I don't, yeah, know? exactly. And then uh, uh, Mary Beth's like, I'm allergic. I'm allergic. I can't even take aspirin. And right. Everyone's got their fucking yeah. excuse. So finally, um, uh, Zeke does it, I think either first or second. Or he goes, we'll do it at the same time or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then apparently, it doesn't really affect him. So, you know, even though he says, I don't got high in my own supply, you could tell he, he's, he's definitely got uh, done it before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because when you take this, apparently you just get like stone goofy. Right. Instead of methy, which I thought was interesting. I I think it's a lot better for you probably than meth. That being said, if you do a lot of cocaine, you do get a little giggly and you just talk I really fast. I would imagine. And you're yeah. like, dude, we should fucking totally go to Florida and open a board shop. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we'll, you know what? We'll sell sandwiches there too. That's a great idea. No one's had a board shop of sandwiches. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um anyway uh uh then finally we see delilah take it and she's infected and i didn't think it was going to be delilah i thought it was going to be stan but now looking back it kind of makes sense how she disappeared yeah so anyway she runs off and uh, uh the student driver car picks her up yeah which i thought was cool a little bit you know um so now we see we go to the big game. This is like kind of our grand finale, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, or at least the the setup for it. And the our heroes are like, look, even if we escape, they took over the school in one day. Yeah, this will be you know probably all throughout America within a week, 
Right. Because they replicate so fucking fast. Now, we see the players just beating the shit out of the other team, right? And the coach is super happy, and he's like, take his fucking head off. You know? <laughs> and each time they tackle somebody, they'll drop one in his ear. Yeah. So now both teams are infected, right? And uh, uh, yeah, so it's it's like, it's happening so, 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 so fast. And then uh, um, we see Miss Drake, right? She catches the crew in the gym. Mm -hmm. And uh, now remember, they know that this drug works but they only have a little bit of it. And, right. And then when uh, uh, Miss Drake comes in, uh, they have a pistol uh, that obviously Zeke has because he's a fucking drug dealer. <laughs> you know? Right. And I did like this movie because it is a six-shooter revolver, and I can't, I always have to count how many. I'm like Archer. I have to count how many bullets. Yeah. They only use six. Nice. Okay. This is the only movie I've ever seen. We're about to cover another movie where they have like an unlimited amount of yeah. ammo. And, yeah. We'll get into that later. So uh, it, it rhymes with shadow mo morale. Um, so <laughs> uh, uh, we see, um, you know, Zeke fucking says like, all right, Miss Drake, blah, blah, blah. We, you know, give it up. We know it's you. We, you're the head vampire. Because they have this idea that if you kill the, the main parasite, all the other ones will succumb and, and they'll die. Right? Right. And- they get a volleyball net and wrap her up and they t start interrogating her and she's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And they fucking brain her. Zeke shoots her dead yeah. between the eyes. And then, you know, she gets up again and they're like, oh shit, you know, it, she, we're right. We're it's right. alive. It's alive. And then instead of using one of the pens, Mary Beth grabs the whole supply and pours it over her like a snail. Yeah. It makes sense now in retrospect. It totally does. Yeah. But at first I'm like, you stupid bitch. <laughs> you shot her in the head. Just sprinkle, sprinkle. Just put the pen in the wound. Yeah, like, exactly. You can do that. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, she throws the whole fucking thing and it's enough to at least kill, I don't know, because like she's got like a full on half beaker, which is probably about eight ounces of the stuff. And it only takes about half an ounce. So she wasted about 16 doses at minimum. Right. You know, anyway. But it's cool because, like, the principal has the whole, like, Indiana Jones melting, melting yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, anyway, so uh, now they're like, is that the last of it? And then Zeke is like, well, I think they have, like, two more. And he's like, but there's more in my, in my car. Right. So we're going to have to go get it. So Casey and Zeke go out. Right. No, Stan goes out to Stan check on. Stan goes out. Yeah, you do that. I need to piss like a racehorse. You do that real quick, and and you, and then I'll come back in. All right. If you need my notes, and you can read them, they're right here. <laughs> so Stan goes out to the football team to see who's infected or not. They think the coach might be the head alien creature. So he gets one of the last pens that they got and goes out, and the rest of them are just kind of hanging out, talking, uh, trying to figure out how they're going to figure out what to do. Um, and then you see Stan go up and, and talk with the team. Uh, and they're just all kind of like semi happy to see him. You definitely get a weird vibe. You know they're infected. Um, and then Stan just shows back up uh, outside of the rest of the group, outside of the gymnasium. And he's like, come on, let me back in. Like, oh, my God, they're chasing me. Da, da, da. 
And they're like, no, like you got to take the test. And he's like, well, let me in and I'll take it. And they're like, no, 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 no. You got to take it before you get in. So they have one last pen with the uh, special serum in there and they give it to him and he just picks it up and he pretends like he's going to snort it and he pours it out and just starts laughing at them. Uh, And then they freak out and run away and they lock themselves in a room and try and figure out like, okay, like Zeke is like, I have more of this stuff in my trunk. We just got to go. And so Casey doesn't really want to go, but it's really him or Stocky and she's not going to go. So they make their way uh, out to the parking lot to get to Zeke's trunk. Yeah, but they have to hide underneath. I'm back. Got to stay hydrated, people, just like this movie. <laughs> so they go back, and uh, they're both underneath, and then Casey kind of dawns on him, and he goes, wait a minute, why does it take two of us? And he goes, because you're the decoy. <laughs> now, remember, he's a really good runner. Right. So they kind of split up at this point, and um, Casey runs off, and the whole football team is after him, right? Right, right. And he's doing a good job. He's There's a bunch of school buses, because obviously this is the big game, so there's, you know, like the, everyone came out, and he's like rolling under them and hiding, and he's doing a good job, and he finally, they kind of see him, and he runs inside the uh, uh, the school bus, and Delilah's there, and she's like, you know, we could be together. You don't have to be, you don't have to play a role anymore. You don't have to be the nerd. You have no idea how great this feels. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. And then um, as she's doing this, they're kind of like zombieing, the, the, they're kind of rocking it <laughs> and everything else. But he goes out the top uh, emergency exit, barely escaping impending doom. Right. And meanwhile, we see Zeke, he opens up the trunk, and when it's open, he looks down. Or uh, he's, he, you know, he's got the trunk up and he goes, hello, Miss Burke. Right. Right. And then uh, she's. <laughs> oh, my God. I would have I would have stayed in school till I was 23. <laughs> she is like, wow. Hot yeah. During this, she's wearing like a skimpy red dress and like a, a black over not even an overcoat like just a like, blazer something i don't yeah. she blaze me anytime she wants <laughs> i'll blaze her jesus but yeah so zeke is looking for the the pens and miss burke is flirting with them oh and she like says that. i think i want something uh cherry flavored cherry flavored yeah that was the best line <laughs> in the movie <laughs> and zeke is kind of keeping the car between them and notices the pens it, yeah, there's uh, like three or four of them on like the the this not center console, but no on, on the, the floor, floor, the passenger the floor. floorboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he's like, "I got something for you. Let me just get it." And they hop in the car, and for whatever reason, his door is locked, but hers is not. Yeah, uh, the passenger is not. Rather. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but I don't know. Well, I mean, but they get in the car at the same time, so they kind of get in like a, a a scuffle while he's driving the car, and he's like. He does really smart where he's fishtailing the car on purpose. Now, remember, I don't know if you've seen my cousin Vinny, but cars back then didn't have positive traction. Right. So the car is super fishtailing, and she can't really get a grip on him. Yeah, you know? yeah. She keeps getting tossed in the back seat and everything. Yeah. And then we see him wear your seatbelts, kids. We see him go, it's my only way. He fucking revs it up, and he's redlining and just slides. 
slams into the corner uh, bumper of uh, back corner of, of, of school bus. Right, right. And she goes fucking flying out and get decapped, right? Yeah. And then he gets out of the car. He grabs the pens. I think there's three of them. Three or four, yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, there's five of them. There's exactly five, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, now, meanwhile, did you touch upon Stan coming back yet? Yes. Okay. So you talked about that. Uh, did you touch upon Mary Beth with Stokey yet? No. Okay, we'll get into that in a second because it doesn't even happen yet. I was just making sure for continuity. We see Miss Birch, Burke or Birch? Birch. Birch? Burke. Burke, yeah. Okay. So she got decapped, but we see her head like walking with tentacles. Which is a reference to- The thing. The thing, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's a lot of things. Even though they don't mention the thing, there's a lot of thing references, which I do know that was one of Robert Rodriguez's favorite movie. It was kind of a thing in this movie. Yeah. And uh, her body is like looking for it to put it back yeah. on her head, which <laughs> that was... it's super comical, but <laughs> right. it's, but it, but it, it's cool, you know. It's like it's a uh, to to end not end, but kind of like a haha moment, you right? Know? Lighten the mood a little bit, exactly. Yeah. And uh, he books it out of there. Now at this point, this is where um, we see Mary Beth talking to Stokey, mm-hmm. and she's like, you know. Uh, you know, poor, poor Stan, you know, this and that and the other. And, you know, like what's going to happen? And she's like, you know what? I bet you he feels better. And she's kind of like seducing her. Right. Like maybe we should just give up. Maybe it's not just a bad thing. Like, you know, everyone seems happier. Right, right. And then we're like, oh, you bitch. (laughs) Now, remember I was talking to you about how uh, the Breakfast Club there was no version of her in the breakfast club. Yeah. If you think about it, she is the odd person out. Right. And she right. is the new person. Akron's razor. It's her the whole fucking time. Right. But this is the coolest thing. I don't know if you noticed this, but when she shot, you see like water tentacles as her shadow. Oh yeah. Did you yeah. notice that? Right. And it starts at this point. So, uh, Casey walks in, he ditches them all. And right as this happens, like she starts attacking, like you know, or or chasing, uh, you know, Stokey. Yeah, Stokey jumps in the water. Bad idea, because when Mary Beth jumps in the water, she becomes like the Kraken, dude. Yeah, you know, she becomes she's a giant like, tentacle monster. Yeah, she's like twelve feet long. Right, right. And these huge tentacles, and you can't outswim this thing. It's used to water. Now here goes a continuity error. Swimming pools need either two things: chlorine. Sh- uh, or or salt water, yeah. And then to clean it, you need shock. All of those things are diuretics. True. Now chlorine, a little bit, will dry out your skin. Getting stabbed in the eye with like a super drug, obviously, but <laughs> you would think that she wouldn't like it as much as she does because it seems like she thrives in it, like she yeah. feeds off it. And suspending disbelief, I get it, but. I mean, it's still a pool of, of water. water. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, Maribeth transformed, jumps in the pool. Uh, Casey and uh, Stocky. Yeah, Stokey, yeah. Stokey uh, are running around the pool, and they try and, like, get around, uh, and Maribeth jumps out and grabs Stokey, and Stokey. she fucking hits her head and face. Right. And when I saw this, I'm like, oh, dude, she's fucked. Right. <laughs> In fact, I thought she was uh, uh, fucked. And then, um, but Casey runs out, right? 
And we see Stokey appear outside and she's not unfazed, but she's not dead. And we're like, okay, cool. And then um, they meet back in the locker room. Yeah. And uh, Zeke's there. And uh, I think Stokey is locked up in the. Hold on. Not yet. Not, Not yet? yet. Okay. Yeah, hold on. So, let me let me read. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. So Marybeth uh, gets out of the pool, and as she gets out, she transforms back into her human form, but naked. But naked. Hey-o. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, <laughs> um, I'm usually not into blondes. Okay. After BB Newworth and Miss Birch, she's she's my number three. Because <laughs> I mean, I'm like, damn. And you, you know, definitely... when they remastered this movie, there's definitely a lot more details. Oh than yeah, there were before. I saw yeah. this on. I didn't see it on Amazon. I saw it on YouTube. Okay. And I saw it on a laptop. And laptops usually a little condensed. Yeah. Still enough to make things wiggle. Oh yeah. Yes. Um, and so she's walking back to the locker room, kind of monologuing. Yeah, um, and then here's where we really get the tentacle shadows. And this is really, like I said, like the Diablo like wings. Right, right. If you will, because every step she walks, there's more like black shadow tendrils that take over every step. And it actually moves like water. It does, yeah. Which is the coolest effect in this movie. When I saw this, I'm like this movie is so well done. Yeah, like it went from kind of like 90s cheese to I'm fucking invested. And this movie has become like real, 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 like monster scary horror. Yeah. Um, so this is when uh uh Casey and Zeke come in, right? And uh Stoke is locked in the equipment locker, right? And then now Zeke gets tossed around like big time. Oh yeah. And Casey's kind of hiding around, you know. A little mouser. Yeah, and then we see uh, a, a, a <laughs> this is the naked tentacle shot, right? <laughs> she turns back into her kraken form and attacks. Casey kind of leads her under. Oh wait, wait, no, no, not yet, not yet. So Zeke gets his ass kicked. We think he's going to be the hero, and he's reaching for you know the pens, and the everything. pens. Yeah. But what we didn't know is there was a handoff because Casey actually picks him up when he gets thrown around. Yeah. He picks up three of them. Zeke gets knocked out, and yeah. Casey picks him up. Yeah. And and. You're thinking that Casey's going to, or sorry, Zeke's going to be like the hero, but no, she follows Casey. Now, Casey, using his superior intellect, kind of lo- like gets to the basketball court and is kind of like, you know, duking and dodging. And then he activates the uh, uh, bleacher control, the, the bleacher control to make it condense. Yeah. And he goes underneath and he fucking traps her in it. Yeah. And fucking genius move right there. And then she's going pretty fucking fast, but not as fast as she is in water. She gets trapped and she like, like acid spits. Well, it's not acid, but like, like hurls all these mollusks at him and they start going in his skin. They don't even need to go in his eyes because maybe she's, she's like the queen. They're like more powerful or whatever. And uh, a lot of aliens in this too. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, uh, anyway, uh, she's, you know, and like the effect of when they were going into his face was great. Was fantastic. Like you see the did skin you, bubbling up. Did you notice everything. too? This was a practical effect with a head sticking out. Yeah, yeah. It was not CGI. It was only CGI when she was underneath the water. But it's underwater, so you don't really notice as much. Uh, but and then he grabs three pens and stabs her in like the alien eye thing. Yeah. And at first you think it it's not going to work because that's when she spits. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, maybe she's too powerful. But then like she starts turning ashen white and right, right. finally 
she kind of just dries out and, yeah. and dies. And you see the things in his face kind of just, you know, go away. Now, what I failed to mention is that uh, when Casey actually goes up to Stokey, when she's in there, she got infected as well in the yeah. pool. Uh, but that kind of matters not. But So everyone lives. Yeah. Because it says uh, one month later. Aside from Edward Furlong. <laughs> oh, shit. You're right. <laughs> oh, and Mary Beth. And, uh, well, Mary Beth is the alien, so I yeah. don't know if that really counts. She also tells about, you kind of have some sympathy for, A, because she's naked, and B, because she's <laughs> telling the story about how she lived on an all-water planet. Yeah, yeah. And, like, they ran out of resource or it got too hot or something. Right. And then we... Then I remembered when she was saying that, that that's the reason why the old teacher that they said who had cancer, because she went into the hot water yeah, and hot water dried her out. Right. So it was at that point I realized it. So the cool thing about this movie is it is a watch twice. Yeah. You know, watching it once, you're like, okay, well, especially me, I, I came into it going, this movie's going to be dumb. And then after watching it, I'm like, oh shit, this is a rewatcher. Now I didn't rewatch it twice. Even though, because I, I rented it, and now I actually want a physical copy because it's yeah. worth owning. Uh, I'll get into why I want physical copies because uh, without you, I did make an episode because um, I saw something online, and uh, I'll, I'll show you off air because okay. I, I don't want you to wait for it. But I'm telling you right now, if you didn't hear that episode, if you like a movie, buy a physical copy. If you do not own a DVD or a Blu-ray player, buy one now. Um. Already, Samsung said they're not going to make them. Sony is not going to make them anymore. You have to buy the PlayStation to get them. And their new PlayStation, when it comes out, the 6 and even the 5 Elite, they're not going to have any digital media. It's all going to be digital media. If you want to enjoy your movies, buy them now. Because it's going to be extinct very, very soon. All right? Mm. It is. It is. Because companies that own these fucking movies are going to be streaming only, and they're going to edit them. And you're not going to be able to enjoy the movie that you grew up with. And you're not even going to fucking notice it, because they do it, apparently, 15 seconds at a time. Like, Interesting. Yes. So you don't notice. It's two steps forward, three steps back. Hmm. Right? Oh, we're not doing anything. You should own this on digital. But we are. So uh, this is definitely a watch twice. Now, our one month later is our resolution. Okay, so... It's totally topsy-turvy, right? So Zeke's now on the football team, even right. though in between plays, he lights up a cigarette. A cigarette, yeah, yeah, And he's also banging his teacher. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I thought that was awesome. I Way to go, dude. God damn, I love Zeke. <laughs> the coach is back to being an asshole. By the way, that would never fly. Oh, in today's? No, oh, no never way. could not do that, yeah. Do, do you remember we used to play this game on Slime Rack Radio called um, Guilty or Nice? Uh, I don't remember that. Okay, so it was a game we played where you would show, I, I would look up scandals, like where a teacher sleeps with a uh, student, yeah. and I'd read the court case, and I'm like, so do you think she's guilty or nice? And then I'd show her picture, <laughs> you know, but before I'd read what happened, and then you'd go, she's guilty or nice. This is definitely a nice. Yeah. And the coach is back to normal, and he's like, Zeke, just because you knew the new guy doesn't mean you could fuck off, and he's like the head quarterback now. Right. Stan is now like uh, academically, I'm not going to say gifted, but he actually he cares tries. about his studies. Yeah. yeah. And he's with Stokey. 
Yeah, he's with Stokey, and then Casey and Delilah are together. Right. And now the whole meanwhile, all the paparazzi are following him around. They're like, did the boy save the world? Is this a hoax? Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, Delilah wants to be a journalist, and now she's like part of the news. Yeah, yeah. So it all kind of wraps up very nice. And I, like I said, man, I thought this movie was going to be dumb. <laughs> I watch it and I'm like, fuck, that's why I'm giving it a solid 82. I yeah. guarantee if I rewatch this movie, I'm going to like it even more because I bet you there's so many little things. This is why I take 10 or like nine to, because a movie's 90 minutes, right? Yeah. Each page I write down is about 10 minutes. So I usually write nine pages. And I'm telling you, man, Reviewing this movie, just going through my notes, I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't notice that. Oh, fuck, I didn't notice oh, that. Oh, okay. Because I was just documenting what was happening. Now I really want to rewatch this movie. In fact, I might even buy it on Blu-ray, you know, uh, or, or um, another good place, go to eBay. You could usually buy lots of movies, L-O-T, meaning like someone will be selling like 12 movies and it'll be like $9 plus shipping. Right. Definitely recommend you do that. Um, but anyway... Great movie, great suggestion, dude. Yeah, thank you. Now, after talking about it, do you want to raise your 72 up a little bit? Uh, yeah, I go from 75 to 80. So right now it's rocking at 81 then. Yeah. It's funny how this whole podcast is about me talking movies up to, and people go, you know what? You're right. I forgot about that part. <laughs> All right, from all of us at the Night Party, uh, you know what? Thank you for listening. We love you all. Member patreon.com slash knifepartypod. For only $1, you can join the party. For $5, you get Slime Rec Radio. And for $20, you get Stop the Bike. Our first member of Stop the Bike, H1N1 Zombies, actually sat down in the theater, in the, the cutting room floor. with We have a fucking projector. We're looking at it right yeah, now. Yeah, buddy. And it's an all-day event. You get to sit down. You got. I mean, if you're not here, obviously, we'll do something on Skype or whatever. Sit down, watch the movie with me, and then after we do a long-form conversation, not like a 50 or an hour, we do like a full-on, like this is like a two-hour fucking chat about it, and it's totally worth it, and you get to pick out the movie. He chose Night Living Dead, and it came out in 68, so on episode 68, guess what we're doing? Um, Shout out to H1N1 Zombie so much. Also, he's got a TikTok, and he's got fucking tons of followers. Wow, okay. Tons of followers. He's been promoting us, too, so shout out to you. Uh, Also, uh, remember, if you're an Apple user and you can't afford a dollar for whatever reason, I know Apple's expensive, uh, (laughs) go to uh, knifepartypod.podbean.com. You're probably not going to see too much of us on YouTube because they keep pulling us. Out of all of our episodes, we're at, like, I think it's going to be episode 60 or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, We've only got... I think like 10 up. Oh, wow. So they keep pulling us over and over and over again. Um, So that's a, that's a free app that you can get uh, and also a free website. And I did design the website. It's, it's not great, but I'm technologically regressed. So there you go. And uh, remember to like review, subscribe. Uh, It helps us out. Um, I don't know how, but that's what all the other cool kids are doing. So we're going to say it too. Let's do it. All right. So uh, you know what? Um, From all that, you know, just please be be kind and rewind. Uh, Anything from you? Uh, No, I'm going to go return those videotapes. Okay, cool. All right. We'll see you later, everybody.